Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So I'm kind of doing, going to start doing kind of a midweek, I, I, I was going to say mashup, but it's not that, just midweek kind of like check-in, musings, that kind of thing, um, because usually my podcast come out either Monday or Tuesday, so I'm going to kind of do the midweek ones on Wednesday or Thursday, and it's just going to be kind of just how the week's going, just some random thoughts, so today is the first of those, so I just got out of the most amazing massage, and for those of you who don't go and get therapeutic massages, I highly suggest it. If your benefits cover it, if you can afford it, do it. It is so, first of all, it's relaxing. Um, Second of all, it loosens up all like your muscles and your joints and stuff like that. And I find that it helps my body to work better, which is why I go. So it keeps my body able to do the things that I want to do every day. So... I'm able to do more time in the garden. I'm able to do more walks with friends, stuff around the house, projects that I'm in without feeling like I'm constantly getting stiff and sore. Um, Because I'm not 20. So that's a real thing. And it's just, I just find it super helpful. And actually, I'm kind of on a self-care day today. So, which is kind of what, brought this idea to do these midweek things just to you know I know we usually talk about you know stuff around the house and with kids and tips and tricks and schedules and routines and rituals and all that kind of stuff but these midweek these midweek musings are going to be more about us personally as people us women you know what what are we doing what can we do what works for us so today I'm kind of having a self-care day um, and it's going to sound so very typical. You know, you're like, oh, self-care, bubble baths and a glass of wine and all that. And that is part of self-care. And so that's what I'm doing today. So I went for a massage. I have a fantastic massage therapist who I just found out today is the younger sister of one of my yoga instructors at the yoga studio that I go to. So small world. She's so fantastic. And I always feel so good and relaxed quite centered after I see her. And it's not like I see her like twice a week or anything like that. Um, And I'm lucky enough that I have a benefit package that covers the visits. So it's extra great because I'm not paying for the visit. So yay me. Um, The other thing that I'm doing today, later today, I'm kind of in between self-care, is later I'm going for a facial. And this I only do once every two months. And this is why I do it. First of all, again, it's very relaxing. It's very pampering. Because especially as us women, we're always doing stuff for other people, you know, like our spouses, friends and family, our children. And so these kind of things for me are good because somebody's doing something for me. So I'm just lying there whether it's the massage or the facial, and somebody is pampering me. And um, the lady that does mine, 
is, her name is Hannah, and she's absolutely fantastic. And she really takes her time and does all the treatments and the massages and the masks and the steaming and all that. And it's not even very expensive. Um, you can go to spa places and they're like 150 200 bucks. The place I go to, it's $59. So it's very affordable to do like every couple of months. And I appreciate that. And she does such a good job. And the products are really amazing. And my skin feels amazing. But it also helps. I don't know if any of you have done like lymphatic drainage or gua sha or anything like that to just be draining out your lymphatic system. But that's this kind of helps that for me. So it keeps the puffiness out of my face and neck. And like I said, I'm not 20, so um, it keeps that, you know, the wrinklies off your neck and it um, lengthens your neck because your mus your muscles are being massaged. Um, it, the, the skin treatment is really good because it's nourishing your skin. And again, you know, you're getting that drainage of stuff is being massaged in. It's getting those like little extra serums and masks and the steaming. And plus you're lying there completely relaxed. So you're able to physically and emotionally absorb this whole process. And I find it really does leave my skin feeling amazing, looking amazing. And I feel better about myself. So it's, it's something I do do, like I said, every, about every second month. It's a little treat for myself because, you know, benefits doesn't cover that, which is fine. So I'm, and funny enough, I managed to both in the same day, luckily far enough apart that I didn't feel stressed about going from one to the other. But it's just really something that I've really come to believe in as part of self-care that we need to do these little things. And especially, if you, like, you, like I said, if you've got benefits, it's really good to take advantage of those because you're paying for them anyway. So you might as well use them. And they do such a good thing. The massage is, I find it integral. I'm, I'm starting to do some more strength training, some more, you know, walking, endurance work, because my goal is before my next birthday in June of next year is to be able to run a 5K. And so right now I'm doing, you know, walking, getting up that distance, of the 5k and then once that's happening on a very regular basis I'm going to start the running so that I can run a whole 5k so the town that I live in runs these um, races a couple times a year um, and you can do 3k walk a run 5k walk a run or 10k run and I really want to do the 5k run and you get a little medal and all this kind of stuff and I really enjoy that because it boosts my self-esteem, and it's really good for my body. And when it's really good for my body, it's also good for my mental health and just how I feel on it every day. So I find the massage is helping me through this process to keep, like, limber and nothing getting really tight. Some of the other things that I like to do for self-care are be alone. And so I'm looking forward tonight after I get home from my facial. I've already got supper already made, so don't even have to stress about that. And I'm going to just um, take some time into my room. And I have a huge magazine addiction. And years ago, I used to purchase magazines or have magazine subscriptions. And that's a small fortune. Until I found that I can actually borrow them from my library through the Libby app. 
So if you don't have the Libby app, and I don't know if it's applicable everywhere, I'm just putting it out there so you can check it out and see if it works for you. But basically, you download the app on your – I do it on my iPad. And then you put in your local library card number. And what it does is you're checking out, air quotes, the magazine. And you can flip through it just like a magazine on your iPad. And then, it, and then you can return it when you're done or um, it will auto-return after the borrowing length is done or you can renew it, whatever. I find it great because I don't have to remember to return things. It's also great because in one iPad I can have 25 magazines in there. And I have the full-size iPad, so it's almost as big as a like a paper magazine, and I flip through it like I would a magazine, you know, with my finger. And I find that really enjoyable. So I think I'm going to do that tonight to try to wrap this whole self-care up. And it's been a really great day. And actually, I started the day off by getting a new set of glasses. And I took my time and really chose a pair that I liked that kind of went with my personality, how I feel about myself. Because one of the things I've really been stepping hard into, especially this year, is doing things that represent me, not how other people see me or how I think other people want to see me, but who I actually am. And I'm starting to become very much more unapologetically my own self. And that's really a great thing, especially as a woman. And we all struggle with that from time to time and throughout different stages of our life about who we are. Like, who who do we think that we are? Who do we want to present ourselves to the world as? And I'm really starting, like I said, to step into that very unapologetically. So today has kind of been really great. Got new glasses. They'll take a couple weeks to come in. Got my massage. And later I will be going for a facial. So all in all, it's a really good self-care day. I also find, and maybe you will too when you do self-care times, that, and I'll go into in a minute some of the other things I do for self-care. But I often find I get these great epiphanies. And I find they also step up my communication skills. So, for example, um, I am just joining this group. Uh, it's for podcast creators to collaborate, you know, share, share some of the ins and outs of podcasting with each other. And the lady that is running the group she messaged me on Facebook. And sometimes people send me Facebook, like, audio messages. And usually my first response, and this is so rude, and I even, when I sent her back the message, I even said this. I usually roll my eyes and don't listen to the message, and then usually message them back going, I can't listen to this right now. Just type me out what you were going to say, or I'll listen to it later. And sometimes I listen to it later, but sometimes I'm, I'm really hoping, like, just type me what you wanted to say. And this time, I didn't. I, I saw that there was an audio message, and I listened to it, and it was great to hear her voice, because I have not met her in person. It was great to hear her voice, hear her enthusiasm. It caused me to be enthusiastic. And so when I replied, I actually replied to her with an audio message was able to clearly and articulate, articulate, 
articulate. Articulate what I wanted to say in response to some of the things that she was saying in her message. And I just found that my thoughts were clearer and it was easier to come up with what I wanted to say. So that's a, a real benefit for me for self-care. It, it really steps up my ability to communicate with others spontaneously, more true to my own self. It, it helps me to speak my truth much easier. Not sure why that is. Maybe it's part of my journey. Um, the other thing that it helps me to do when I do self-care is it gives me thoughts of next things I want to do. Like I said, the idea of having the midweek musings on the podcast literally came to me while I was on the massage table. And I was like, oh, it just popped into my head. I was like, that is amazing. I'm definitely going to do that. Just connect with my listeners. Not about any specific topic. Just kind of, like I said, midweek musings. And so I think... Self-care isn't just about relaxing and filling our bucket. I think sometimes it goes deeper than that, and it helps us to fully connect with ourselves. At least I find that it is true for me, where I find that I am more fully connected to who I am as a person, as a woman. It helps me to be more definitive of where I want to stand in my life and in the world, and I think that's important to be connected to that inner you. So some of the other things that I do for self-care, and some of them are like, you know, a lot of stuff that's been talked about before. So I do, like I said, do my reading. I, you know, flip through magazines. Sometimes I'll read books. I watch series on streaming services. Right now I'm watching a series on Prime, Amazon Prime, Prime Video. It is called Suspects. And it's I'm trying to think of what year it must have come. It's it's not a brand new series. And it's on so it's on Prime Video and I'm it's on one of the extra channels. So so you have to have one of the extra channels. I'm going to say I'm going to say that it's Acorn because it's a British one. And I tend to watch a lot of British murder mystery series because I find them as close to reading a book as you can get watching a TV program. And what I mean by that is that they tend to be very plot-heavy, very dialogue-heavy, so that you are watching stuff unfold, but it's unfolding through situation, through dialogue, through acting, and it's and it doesn't have a lot of, what I call that Hollywoodness in it. So there's not the, you know, fast car chases and explosions and, and all of that, you know, CGI stuff. It's very plot heavy. So it's more like a book. And I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the types of programs that they put out. I have Acorn through my Prime Video, but then I also have BritBox, and that's the other streaming service that I watch um, British shows from. And they have other things, too, like they have gardening shows, which I watch um, Gardener's World on BritBox, and I absolutely love that. Love Monty Don and his dogs. All of them. I literally cried. So a couple years ago, that's a couple years ago now, one of his dogs, Nigel, died, and I literally wept when I watched the episode where he announced that Nigel had died. Like, I was 
sobbing like I'd lost my own dog. That's how much I have watched the show over the years, and I love it. So I, I do that, so I watch those. I also do usually three to five K walks with, with friends. It's a time where we're moving our body, we're getting in that exercise, and we're, we're just talking. We're just talking about whatever comes up, you know, family, kids, schedules, exercise, food, camping, you name it. Anything good that we've heard about, just talking about all those things. I also, I also do the baths. I don't do bubble baths. And I apologize if any men are listening to the podcast for this part. And, you know, if you're a little bit squeamish, maybe pause or skip past this part. Anyways, I have heard, and I have had this experience too, where bubble baths irritates my vagina. Just going to put it right up. Just going to be as plain as day about that. Just really irritates my vagina. And I have heard um, different medical professionals, different other people that... For girls and women, bubble baths are not good simply because of that fact, that it irritates your vagina. So instead, I do, like, um, bath soaks. So, you know, the like the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea salt bath soaks, you know, where you put the powder in and do that. So I do all manner of those. And a whole bunch of different companies make those. Um, Bathorium makes them. Soho makes them. There's another local um, indigenous woman entrepreneur also makes some. I will try to mention that in another podcast. Put it in the show notes. Sorry, still working on the show notes thing. Um, it's a process. But I will, I will try to be linking, once I get those up and running, linking all the stuff that I talk about that's pertinent that you might go, oh, I'm looking for a good bath soak or I'm looking for a good this. And you'll be able to, like, go and click on it and find them. So, but I do that for my bath. So not bubble baths, but the bath soaks. And they are super relaxing. And I, I don't do the wine in the bath, not because I have anything against wine. I just don't drink wine very often. It's a personal preference. It's not anything other than that. It's just, I'm just not that. But on the, the one occasion where I did drink wine in the bath, I found it made me really lightheaded. And so that was like, oh, maybe I don't want to mix a hot bath with this detoxing salt soap stuff and then wine so I'm lightheaded. Cause, you know, nobody wants to, like, pass out naked on their bathroom floor and have their teenage son hear that and be like, Mom, what's the matter? So, yes, yeah, so I don't do that. Uh, on the occasion that I do drink wine, because I do drink it on occasion, usually with my best friend, Jana, um, we've been known to polish off a bottle of rosé and love her dearly. She drinks the rosé because it's the wine that I drink. She usually drinks red wine. I can't drink red wine because it causes me, to, it triggers my migraines. And I don't usually have migraines anymore. I've gotten them well under control without medication, just like diet, exercise, and I'm older, so the hormone thing is less of a concern. Um, but red wine, literally, like, before I've done finishing a glass of wine, have the migraine starting. So I don't do red wine. So she digresses and drinks rosé with me. So usually when I'm having wine, I am either on the phone with her, and then she's drinking her red and I'm drinking my rosé, or we are, we call them garden stumbles because we live very close to each other. We, we actually, we've been friends for uh, decades. 
I'm not going to tell you how many decades, because I'm, you know, don't want to re- reveal my whole age. Um, but a few decades, we've been friends for a very long time. We've been friends since we were little kids. And we live the same distance apart now as we did when we were children. So that's super funny. But we call it a garden stumble. So what happens is, is what usually happens is, is she'll come over to my house. She'll walk over to my house. And we will open a bottle of wine at my house in my garden. And I'll show her around my garden so she can see what I've been growing in the year. And then we take the bottle of wine and we walk over to her house. And then she does the same thing at her house. And then we sit in her backyard and laugh and joke and sing as we finish the bottle of wine. And they're amazing nights. It's it's amazing. And, or, you know, like I said, sometimes we do it over the phone. So I do do the wine, the on the phone or drinking wine by myself very infrequently. Most of the time in the last probably five years that I've drank wine, it is with her. Uh, the other thing that I like to do is I do like to garden. Um, one of the reasons why I have so many tips and tricks on the podcast about gardening is because it is a passion. It's not even a hobby. It is a passion. I think about gardening 12 months of the year. I am actively gardening the second I can work my soil, and I am actively gardening until stuff is literally frozen in the ground. And I love it. It is such a huge part of who I am and how I think. And when I can't physically garden, I am watching gardening shows. I am looking through seed catalogs, I am looking through gardening books, I am planning the garden, and of course now I have not only my in-town garden that I can plan, but I also have the farm garden, so even better. And we're going to be doing landscaping out there as well, and fruit trees and berry shrubs and all of that good stuff, and so it's really exciting. So gardening is also part of what I do for self-care, because it is 100% for me about me because it is my passion. The other thing that I like to do for self-care is I crochet, and I crochet blankets. And sometimes when I start a blanket, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Sometimes it's for family and friends. Sometimes it's for myself. Sometimes I crochet a whole blanket, and then I find somebody that it's going to go to after it's finished. Because I just enjoy the process of crocheting, so... I'm I'm not necessarily starting it for somebody. I just like to crochet. It's very relaxing. It is using the other side of your brain from when you're thinking about stuff and and figuring out stuff. It's it's that creative part of your brain, so it really enacts that. Another thing I like to do is quilt. And I like to cut up my quilt blocks and I usually cut I usually do all my cutting and then I might put it away for a couple weeks, and then I might start sewing the blocks, and then I'll put that away for a couple weeks, and then put the whole quilt together, put the quilt top together, and then, you know, build the quilt. Um, about the only time that I do it much faster than that is when I'm doing it for presents. Like a couple years ago, I, between crocheted blankets and quilts, I did five for Christmas, and I started it in November. So I had like six weeks to get five quilts and crocheted blankets completed and to their prospective recipients. So that was 
busy, but again, also fun. And I quilt other things, like I'm going to be doing some placemats this year for Christmas, and I'd like to do some seasonal table runners. That's always been something that I've really enjoyed because I do like to do seasonal decor. That's another little something I do as self-care is I like to decorate like my front porch and areas of my home with seasonal decor. And I do it for me. Nobody else, nobody else cares. They really don't. If I, if I took all the seasonal decor down in my house, you know, my teenage son that is still at home and, you know, the rest of my children, friends and family wouldn't care. They wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, where's all your seasonal decor? They just wouldn't care. I do it 100% for me. And I love it. And I pick up little things here and there. I am an avid thrifter and sale person. So any pieces of decor I buy for my home are like, sometimes I'll go to uh, flea markets or antique shops or I'll shop the sale at the end of the season. Like, so if I'm going to get new, say, Christmas decor, I will go like right before New Year's when it's all like, 50 to 70, 80, 90% off because then I can, you know, I can, you know, spend $5 or $10 or $20 and get some things that, you know, I'm not going to pay $60 for something. I'm just not. And I like to do that a lot because like I said, I like the seasonal decor. The other thing that I do for self-care is I do aromatherapy. And by that, I mean, I have candles which predominantly I get from Bath & Body Works. I have Scentsy Warmers with Scentsy Wax in them that I get from a fabulous lady locally, and uh, which reminds me, I have some stuff that I ordered and paid for and still have yet to pick up, and it's probably been two months since I was supposed to pick it up. She is so patient with me. Love her. Um, her name is Angie. Love her. And the other thing I do is I also do essential oils. So I usually get mine from doTERRA, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I have one of my good friends. She sells it. And so every once in a while when I'm out of something, I just put in an order with her. And so I have like aromatherapy diffusers. Because I find that I enjoy the smells. The smells perk up my mood. And again, for some reason, it makes me more connected to my thoughts and my body which makes me happier and more productive. Two other things that I do for self-care, and this one is something I do every single day without fail. I don't skip. I don't, no matter what, I don't care if I'm sick, tired, busy, whatever, I always do it, and that is drink my water. I drink at least 100 ounces of water a day. Uh... I have some, it's called Sustain, that I put in one of those glasses of water. I have a 20-ounce straw cup. I love it. And it's color-changing. So, like, when the water's cold inside, it, it change, it's pink, but then when the water is inside, it turns blue. It's really fun. And to one of those glasses, I add a packet of Sustain, and that's got electrolytes and vitamins and stuff like that. And to one other one, I add... It's Fizz from Arbonne. So the Sustain I get in my wellness box, and the Fizz is from Arbonne. And, and the Fizz is kind of like, that would be like your caffeine substitute. So, you know, if you're a coffee drinker, it's a great way to, to 
replace that if you're I was I was I can't believe I actually get to say this now. I was a habitual Coca Cola drinker. And I have now really cut like I might have one glass of Coke, maybe two in a month, where I would be doing that every day. So the fizz has replaced that for me, and then the sustain is some electrolytes. So if I've been working outside or I'm particularly hot or I just need a pick-me-up in the afternoon, I drink that. So two of the glasses have stuff in it. The other three are uh, just plain with cold water. And I do that every day, seven days a week, because to be well hydrated so important. Like, really, there's not a lot that you can do that will make you feel good and healthy and energized if you're dehydrated. Like, a massage won't be as good. A walk won't be as good. Doing something around your house that you enjoy won't be as good if you're dehydrated. Your body needs that amount of water every single day to fully function in the way it's supposed to. So for me, it's not an option. And I make it a priority, which is why I have the fun little cup. And I got it, like, I got a package of six of them at, like, the grocery store for 12 bucks. I am going to use my Cricut, however, and put some fun little things on it just to make it more fun. Another thing that I do for self-care is I do yoga. And sometimes I do yoga at home, but I really find with the dogs and the busyness of the house that it just doesn't get quiet enough for me to really get as much out of yoga as I need to get out. So I usually do most of my yoga at the farm when I'm by myself. Or I go to a class, and we have a great yoga studio in our town that has classes for all levels all needs, wherever you're at in your life, wherever you're at in your physical abilities, they've got a yoga class for it. And actually they are doing, one of the instructors is doing an actual yoga retreat towards the end of September. And I went to the first retreat that she did, that she organized, and I'm pretty certain I'm going to go to the second one. I'm going to check my schedule and see if that works, but I'm pretty sure I can make it work. Because I do find that, again, you're moving your body, that you're stretching you're being mindful, you're being grounded in in a quiet, really personal, your, your yoga practice is really a personal thing. I was actually telling my massage therapist today that when I first started yoga, I had, a, I, I had totally misconceptions of what it was like. And now that I've gone to yoga, what I realize is you are going to yoga class by yourself in a room full of other people who, who are going to a yoga class by themselves. That's what it is. This is not a social time. This is not a time where you're comparing yourself to the person on the next mat. This is not a time when you're even engaging with the person on the next mat. You are on your mat by yourself, working your own practice, w under the leadership of the yoga instructor to move your body and really focus on that wellness from where you are currently at. So you don't need to be as, you know, 
flexible as the person next to you or the yoga teacher. You do not have to do the poses exactly. You can do modified ones. You can you can actually just sit on your mat if you want. Like if there's a pose you're like, mm, I'm just not that I'm just not feeling that state. You can just sit on your mat, or you can do child's pose, or you can do a modified version. So it's very it's a very individual. No matter how you know there can be 15 other people in your class, it is still a very individual practice during that class. And I didn't realize that before I started yoga, and I was really pleasantly surprised when I realized that's how it is. Because that's how everything in life is and should be, that we are not running a race against other people. We are not who we are in relation to somebody else. This is our journey that we need to proceed on, doing the work that we need to do in the way that we need to do it to have our own successful journey where we're pleased and happy and centered in our own being, regardless of whoever's around us, because they're also supposed to be doing their own journey. This is a solo practice. And even though we are doing it with other people around us and maybe in concert with other people, that it is our own individual personal journey. And yoga really helps you to remember that and to really lean into that, which because of that helps you to let fall away the comparison game. I'm not as good as, I'm not as thin as, I'm not as flexible as, I don't have as much money as, I'm not as energetic as, I don't have as many kids as, or, you know, I have no kids, she has a whole bunch, or she's farther along in her career than I am in mine. And it really, of all the things that I do as part of self-care, that is probably one of the most profound ones to, like I said, release that comparison game and really reconnect with the individual journey that all of us are on. So on that happy note, I am going to replenish my body with water because you have to drink extra water after a massage, and I'm going to go get ready for my facial. So I hope your guys' week is going good. It's going to be a big one next week. I don't know what it's like for where you are, but next week is back to school. So I am getting ready for the back to school for my teenage son. And it, he's only got a couple more years of school, and then he's done, um, other than post-secondary, of course. But I don't know if he's planning on doing that or whatever, He's just he's just leaning into being a teenager right now of just absorbing all the experiences and not worrying too much about the future because it's kind of ridiculous to expect 15-year-olds to plan their future because they have no life experience. So they need to experience as many positive things as they can. So we're doing that. But school starts up next week. So probably if you haven't started school back where you are now, you're probably at least heading into that season. So I hope you guys are all having a wonderful week. Remember to take those self-care times for yourself. If you can't do something a little bit daily, at, at least do the water. Really at least do the water. That's one thing you should be doing every day. 
And then maybe schedule something for this week in the midst of the busyness. Just take a break and, and just schedule something or schedule something for next week, maybe when it's full on back to school. But take care of yourself. It's going to be a busy week. We're going to have an amazing fall and winter season. We are going to be leaning into amazingness here on the podcast. So I hope you will all join me. So thank you for coming along on my midweek musings. And I will talk to you in our regular podcast when it comes out. So have a good week and I will talk to you soon. Love you tons. Bye-bye.